and all genders outside and in between. Welcome back to Thirsty Work. Season 2 has officially started. And I'm being joined by the wonderful Kadea, where we talk about content creation and relationship dynamics. Oh, it's Thirsty Work. Hello there, you spectacular specimens of humankind. How are you doing? How's it going? I am your host this evening, Valen Vane. I'll be joining momentarily by the beautiful um, Soap, who is wonderful and glorious, and we've known each other for a little while now. Without further ado, you spectacular specimens of humankind, let me introduce the uh, the glorious guest this evening, the first guest of season two, the amazing Soap! Ah, hello! How are you doing? How's it going? How are you, are you doing alright? Doing okay? Yeah, sorry, I was waiting for myself to pop up there. I love that I'm sitting on this very fancy chair. What can I say? I, I pull out all of the uh, all the stops for my you wonderful guests. You do treat guests. us. <laughs> I certainly well, try. This does mean. I mean, you you can see the adorable cat kind of in the corner. I can, I can. Although I'm no, sure that the, the if the <laughs> cat walks, you'll be across, walking past. That's all the time. fine. That's okay. In which case, for those people that are watching the video, will literally see this weird spectral cat just appear and then disappear out of nowhere oh what's going on what's happening you know <laughs> i love it i love it but so you're you're a you're a fantastic content creator i wanted to start off the second season with um content creation and understanding like sex and obviously the sexual dynamics that come with being in the public eye but it's like content creation is a really weird dynamic because you're in the public eye but you, but not in the same way that like the a celebrity online. is yeah like in you a very very small niche area <laughs> yeah well it's that it's that dynamic of almost being connectable because I mean, you are connectable we're all connected how long have you been doing let's start at the beginning how long have you been doing content uh too long um good I think answer I started with actual like live streaming on twitch uh 2013 2014 something like that but before i was on there uh i was actually a blogger uh and i did fashion blogging <laughs> All right. Okay. Intriguing. Um, yeah, and I had no semblance of style, so no, no change there. <laughs> How did? This, okay. I mean, to be fair, the, when you say you've got no semblance of style, I am immediately thinking of the Greg's um, wonderful fashion. Oh, I mean, fashion. That, that's my that's my best piece. Um, so yeah, fair, fair. Classic. I can see why people may think otherwise. That is <laughs> the best thing in the IO. You know, it was what what got you into like fashion and stuff? Um, I was just kind of. I was, I've always been into fashion, but I just mm -hmm. find it very difficult to keep to anyone's style. I'm sure that's incredibly relatable to everyone here because there's so many good styles out mm -hmm. there. Uh, but it was mostly because I wanted to play around with photography and see what I could do there. Okay. Um, I didn't get very good at it. Um, still not very good at it, but I've, I've kept to it. So that's Surely good. that's the eyes of the beholder, <laughs> you know? It really depends. True, yeah. You know? But what I was doing back then um, was just, you know, it, but it got me to where I am now. So I'm, I'm still grateful for those experiences i had back then that's good that's good and when did you move like from the blogging into more of the like as we understand today content like the the youtubes the tiktoks the twitches etc uh well i started university uh i did a, a course that was within the school of computer science at the university i went to uh i started uni and i was a very a social butterfly one of those people that just kind of went from group to group not really like core group friends um and then by my second year at uni i had turned into a, a gamer i was always into the video games don't get me wrong but okay. i i I very much made that my entire life where it wasn't before, but I'm, I love that for myself as well. So I went to uni and I was very much the like 
I don't want to say party girl because that's just like the worst term. But I, I did you go are. out a lot. I did drink a lot. Yeah. I had a lot of blackout nights every week. You're preaching um, to the choir. But, I am the yeah. pinnacle of party boy. I love it. <laughs> it just wasn't really. I don't know. I, I just kept doing it, but it, I just felt like it wasn't really me. And then I met, made these friends from my course, and uh, I was working with them at the university clinic and they invited me to start going to the land parties and join the university computer society and then i just did nothing but video games and i think towards the end of my uni it was basically just me playing league of legends every day that is entirely um, fair was that yeah, was that your go-to was that the the uh the vice that got you into the gaming world no to be fair i i did do a lot of variety first um and then i got into league of legends and it took me some time to get there because none of my friends are into it for good reason you know what you did if you're a League of Legends fan. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. So it took me a while to get into it. And it is a very good and addictive game. Um, uh -huh. But I'm glad that I no longer know life that. I, I love the variety of it. But like I said, I've always been into video games, but I always grew up with consoles and I was like a Nintendo girl. Didn't really do any PC gaming until these guys showed me, hey, PC gaming exists. Um, and now my life is ruined in a good way. And now my life is ruined in the best <laughs> but yeah, of ways. Yeah, that's what obviously showed me into uh, YouTubers, Let's Players, uh, Twitch streamers and uh -huh. it just kind of rolled on from there and I, I was watching a twitch streamer thinking hey i could do that um and, and i tried but i was definitely one of those um sit and never speak kind of streamers for a very long time oh really okay so yeah, like just ignoring chat or yes, to to envelop absolutely. with the game i was playing league of legends never speaking to them very shy uh and now i don't shut up <laughs> which is so. good that's a good thing that's because one when it comes to live streaming especially when you're gaming live streaming one of the big things that people really struggle with is the dynamics between chat and like gaming themselves i wish i had my clips from back then so i could show people uh it, you can get a lot better at just chatting uh, and I, I could easily just sit and chat to no one for like two hours it's the best thing to do <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like you can go from being that person who ignores chat entirely doesn't you, you never even look at your own content to look at it and be like wow i'm boring <laughs> but nowadays obviously i do but back then i just i just did it and kept i just thought you know what i'm gonna hit it big even though i'm never speaking to anyone um and obviously they wouldn't stick around because why would you watch that so. and now look at you <laughs> now look at me i never stream <laughs> No, but you're going all but over I'm on, the place. A, I'm on a break. I'm I'm you're I'm break. delving into the YouTube world, okay. which I have tried previously. But again, I try. I, my previous journeys into very much a what, what like there's no. I was putting out videos that very much. Why would anyone watch that? And I'm not trying to be rude. Like it's it's just very. You have to think in a way. You kind of got to build an audience over there first, and then it's a, you yeah, start it's very different dynamic because yeah. when i can't YouTube... just start putting out like no. these weekly vlogs and expecting people to care who i am no well it was interesting because like obviously when youtube first came around people were just doing that and because they were the first people doing it they were the ones that mm. it stood out it yeah, was a rare exactly. thing and it was uh, yeah it was fun to watch whereas now we're sat there making scripts and rewriting them and making bullet points and doing all the extra bits and pieces yeah. mm. and it's very challenging for Specifically, as a primarily TikTok creator, to make anything that's over thirty seconds. So, and <laughs> but then saying that, I'm the first person to say that your TikToks are the way that TikTok should be done. Like it's quick, it's decisive, it's in your face, and it tells you exactly what you need within thirty seconds, and then it's done. And you're like, right, cool, this is it. This is all I need from this entire scenario. Here's a tidbit of information. It's like a headline and the first couple of lines of an article, and that's it. That's cool. Enough to pique my interest to look into something new, you know. Speaking yeah, of TikTok, not, though, have, have you 
because obviously this is a sex education podcast and stuff like that. Um, what has been your dynamic of, because obviously there is the entire, this is Women's History Month when we're recording this. Anyway, it's only just been International Women's Day. Um, and there is always the rhetoric of women have it easier in content. How has your experience been of women have it easier in content? Um, I am usually the first person to say women don't have it easier. I'm not going to sit here and say any gender has it easier. But now I fully believe that women do have it a lot harder. Okay. A lot of groups, uh, specific groups that I can think of that I won't name people or name names or anything. Okay. I'm just getting so tired of having the same conversation to the point where recently I did a sponsored video of Logitech because I'm a Logitech creator at the moment. Mm -hmm. If you're watching this in a few years' time and they've dropped me for some reason, that's sad. Anyway, <laughs> um, right now I'm sponsored by Logitech. I love Logitech. And I did a video with them about how it has, in terms of tools and in terms of information that's out there, it's never been easier to get started with content creation. And I firmly believe that. It's true. Um, no, I didn't I say it's easier to succeed because no that that's going to be on a whole lot of things including a lot on yourself and how you know speak to an audience what kind of content you're putting out there a lot of it you can control some of it you can't i i'm happy to agree with that but a lot of it you can control yeah. so it's not easier to succeed obviously a lot of competition out there i don't like seeing them as a competition but oversaturation maybe is a better word yeah. um but it's never been easy like we got better tools we got better information better there's stuff out there tutorials that we didn't have 10 years ago uh, and everyone not only got angry at me in the comments of that video that I, I posted on TikTok, uh, they got angry saying that it's ne it's not easier because um, they thought I said that it was easier. They didn't, but that's how the internet be sometimes. Uh, but they also turned it in. I never said anything about gender, but of course they turned it into a gender thing. A lot of people were commenting saying, of course, of course you succeeded. You're a cute girl or this and that. Yeah. Oh yeah, but women have it easier. Oh, step one to success, be a woman. It's because a lot of people are very uh, close-minded and they only see success in terms of, I guess, money. And I get it, we're in a capitalistic um, world. We are. Yeah. So, but they see it in terms of like money, maybe power in there as well. Um, so they don't consider things like the additional abuse uh, and the danger that a lot of women tend to, like when you compare like the female experience compared to uh, for example, my partner, he's also a content creator. My mm -hmm. experiences compared to him, he has had a lot of parasocial experiences. He's a much bigger streamer than I am, but never has he felt in danger in the same way that I have. And his, his experiences are not nearly as severe as mine. They forget about, can you see him on the screen? Yeah. <laughs> they forget cat. about um, like the abuse, the additional harassment for just existing as a woman with a female voice. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing that you can do is right. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter how much makeup you wear. And yeah, beauty standards, they apply to everyone. But obviously, uh, they are... For those listeners... Do you um, want to say something? There's, uh, <laughs> Soap's cat is, is just directly in front of the camera, yawning at us as if we're... Like, literally as if giving a commentary, just being like, this This is not what you are talking about. Good luck. I'm trying to have a serious point here, little one. Just, basically, they forget about all the additional stuff that makes it more difficult, and they don't realise... This is the thing that gets me the most. They don't realise that proving solid examples right there and then of how it's difficult to be a female content creator because we always have to prove ourselves. Nothing we ever do is like good enough as it is. We don't get that like base level of respect. We always have to fight our corner and defend our position just at, to start with. 
They did a. It doesn't matter what's beyond that. They did a a Valorant, I believe, did a social experiment recently about it, where they um, had cisgendered, cis male um, gamers who came on and had a voice modifier to turn them up a few um, octaves so that they sounded uh, very feminine. And just to experience what it's like as a gamer playing something like Valorant, um, and they were they were shocked at the amount of abuse just for saying hi. I will get a lot of hate for this, but I I don't I don't speak in video games. I don't ever speak in video games. I consider myself a very confident person at this point. Mm -hmm. I can chat to anyone. I I and I I do it on stream, obviously, but I just can't be bothered to invite that attitude into my life and i know it's not me inviting it it's a poor choice of words it's just i don't want to have to deal with that video yeah. games are my my fun my relaxation it hinders me because i play games fps games i play remember six siege mm -hmm. and it does hinder me not speaking on comms and people get annoyed about it but until it feels like a place where i can just speak on comms and play the game like any cisgender man can do like without immediately getting hurled abuse. Like, I would love to play a video game and then just get angry at me for how bad I play. Yeah. Like, not because I'm a woman, just because I'm a bad player. That would be well, great. This, <laughs> this was that. the interesting thing. One of, one of the experiments, like, I can't remember the exact numbers, but they were saying that they, they did it so that the player played um, with their own voice for the first, like, few battles. I think it was, like, four battles each way. They did four battles as um, with their own voice and then four battles without. And then they were leading like 16 kills to two deaths or whatever. And then they went out. As soon as they had the um, more feminine voice exchange, they were losing like 12 deaths to one kill or something. The kill death ratio was appalling. And it literally came down to the fact that their teammates were abandoning them. The team was like, oh no, we're not gonna, uh, fuck you, you're, you're a woman, so why would we back you up, go back to the kitchen, all that, all that usual sexism stuff that we hear a lot about, and I always question, because obviously the only thing we're ever gonna hear is bad news, and I wonder whether it's different and what have you, but like this experiment was really eye-opening in that regard, like just the sheer sexism. And that's, I mean... And that, that's, honestly, yeah, that's just one side of it, and that's just, yeah. what, all the gamers will experience then as a content creator you've got the other side of things especially if you choose to show yourself as i said like you're constantly being ripped apart like if you do wear makeup don't wear makeup wear the right clothes don't wear the right clothes and it's all the blame is always on the woman always yeah. on the woman and it just gets me especially like things like hot tub streamers who there's nothing it's allowed it's part of the mm -hmm. rules it's within terms of service yeah. you're allowed to do hot tub streams you're allowed to wear bikinis but doing it as a woman and let's be honest, the negative comments, they come from, as a, it's not coming from, it is coming from some women, but not all women. Mm -hmm. The majority of those comments are coming from men who simply don't respect them because of what they're doing and they don't yeah. agree with it. And it's weird to see the difference in, uh, like, there was all that stuff about gambling on Twitch recently. Yeah. And the people yeah. that were doing gambling on Twitch or anything touching on gambling, and then it became, like, against terms of service, but they're never treated as badly as these women who are doing things within terms of service yeah oh yeah 100 and it's always they're always the like example of a bad streamer on twitch even though it's perfectly fine and acceptable it makes no sense to me it's it's really baffling and i think maybe because of the fact that i'm first of all a cisgendered white man um the people come in and ask my opinions on stuff what do you think about when the hot tub streams came around i was like what do you think about the hot tub streams what do you think about and i was like 
I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Good on them. That's great. Then there was like controversies. Oh, they're taking away viewers from other streamers. And I'm like, are they? Um, maybe you should make more interesting content then. Uh, like what, what, <laughs> what if the pe kind of people that are going to go and watch hot tub streams are the people that are interested in hot tub streams. If you're sat playing Valorant, it's a different, it's an entirely different genre of thing. And you can't, like, I, I find the hypocrisy hilarious that people would turn around and just be like, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing streamers. It, I find it very interesting. Um, in the content creation world, how easy it is for people to blame everything on other people. Then my my go to response towards anything to do with hot time streamers, especially because it always comes down to the fact that they're upset that they they sexualize a woman's body by default. And maybe, maybe I don't I don't know. I'm not saying anything about. The hot tub streamer, just, you know, example A, a hot tub streamer that happens to be a cisgender female femme presenting and mm -hmm. so forth. These people are the first to dole out, oh, no, they're terrible people. Oh, no, they're, they're you know, think of the children, even though Rich has rules about what children are allowed on here and mm -hmm. what they're allowed to watch. But anyway, ignoring that point, they're always the first to be angry about it, but they're never the first to, like, take charge of the conversation about how we you know, stop sexualizing femme presenting bodies as standard by default. Because yeah. if we stopped stopped doing that, then you wouldn't be so upset. Yeah, that that easy to complain, but no, not bringing the solution. And I mm. completely understand that. I got like because the answer is well, all right. If this is your disagreement, what's the answer? Like, what's what's the situation? What are you doing about it? Other what are you than doing just about complaining? it? Yeah. Exactly. Because. If they hate them so much, because it always sounds that way, mm -hmm. if they hate them so much, and you're upset that there are people who want to watch that kind of content, if you're upset about it, yeah, start start that conversation to stop sexualizing those types of bodies as standard, and then maybe those people will be... They probably still want that, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. generally across the board, the standard will be not to see those bodies as, like, sexual by default. But this This is also the thing, it's like... I suppose it comes down to that that further conversation of, like, if a um, cisgender woman decides to dress themselves in a bikini and sit in a hot tub, because um, I remember, like, the way they originally got around it, because the terms of service, being a sex educator, I have to be very clued up on the Twitch terms of service, um, and the terms of service were a grey area when it all kicked off. And it mm -hmm. basically came down to... You couldn't wear, like, underwear, you couldn't wear a bikini, unless it was topic appropriate. So if oh, you it, could... It, if the context was correct. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if the context was right. So if you were at a beach, they weren't going to condemn you. They basically weren't going to ban you for there being bikinis behind you, etc. And then <laughs> um, one streamer, I can't remember who started it off, but I remember it took over very, very quickly, basically went, oh, well, I own a hot tub, so I'm just going to go sit in my hot tub wearing this tiny bikini. And everyone was like, <gasps> the scandal. And then there was loads of content creators who do um, go for that kind of content. And again, nothing wrong with that kind of content. It's up to Twitch to decide what is okay and what is not okay. And if Twitch say it's all right, then that's fine. Um, who just went, you know what? This is a great idea. I'm going to do the same thing. And good on them. Fair enough. They they found a a system that Twitch was okay with that they could get on, jump on board and um and and use to to their own benefit. Fantastic. Good on them. But 
Mm. It and is that. I'm happy that people can create the kind of content they want to create. Mm -hmm. As long as it's within terms of service, I don't care. I think yeah. we can all agree that obviously terms of service needs to be, you know, enforced a bit better. I think but... terms of service needs to be clearer. And I think... Yes, that too. Clearer and more, better, like, I don't know. We need more forums to be able to ask questions because, as you said, there's a lot of grey areas in there and it would be a lot, like, I'm not going to speak too much about Twitch in general, but no. I've been a Twitch partner for one or two years. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I don't have a Twitch partner manager. If I have feedback, I don't know who I'd reach out to. No. I There's there's not really anything there. And they used to do these Twitch summits. I think they had one in London. Uh, they haven't had one since I was a partner, or at least I've not been invited to it. Mm -hmm. But it's just, there's so few forums for even partners. I don't know, partners aren't everything on this website everyone there's loads of creators on here we all deserve to be able to speak and understand the, what's going on on the platform and the terms of service so we are meeting those terms of service and not getting any surprises later down the line yeah i mean they have done specifically regarding twitch i can't speak for other other platforms because i know that they are changing them constantly um but twitch of twitch's latest version of terms of service has been really good and it's been far more inclusive and um, they've definitely highlighted them as sort of guidelines more than like specific because one of the problems that they did have was the fact that it was like okay th this is the tick box if you tick this specific box and therefore there was loads of loopholes but either way either way around it like you do get all of that and I think the other thing that I think as a man that I find so frustrating is the fact that nobody will compare me to as a cisgendered man to like an apex streamer but women get compared all the time to hot tub streamers even if they're nothing to do with hot tubs at all like they've never expressed an interest it's not something they're on about they're a gamer they're interested in playing the games or whatever and it's like oh well hot tub streamer meh, 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 meh. i yeah i fully understand that point but i also would not care but obviously you know yeah. how some people so it, it, I think we're both in agreement that it shouldn't matter. No, it definitely should. But also, shouldn't. they do obviously treat a lot of women with very little respect, especially if they engage in certain types of content and if they're not a real gamer by their standards. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of them still believe that Twitch is solely a, a gaming live streaming website, even though they haven't marketed themselves that way for about seven years or so. <laughs> definitely, definitely not for the past four. Because I've been on it doing. I remember when I first started, it was just chatting shit to a camera for a couple of hours <laughs> that was basically it um but so all right let's let's take it to the next level which i find interesting earlier on you mentioned uh, your partner and said how he'd like had experience with parasocial relationships which for those people that might be listening and not sure what parasocial relationship is it's when somebody gets a um sort of like a, a more invested fixation with uh, say a content creator or somebody that they're in communication with usually happens in content world um, and the idea is that they think they're much better friends or much more likely to have a relationship or what have you than is actually the truth so but not also just friendship because the ones that he mm -hmm. gets because he's in the role play world um people get very invested in the characters and the streamers and they really are disgusting towards the people that do role play i could never get into that oh, world really um but it's it's they project these one-way relationships onto them and then they say that 
oh, like they, they call certain streamers self inserts um, when really all the role players are playing characters. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. So these people act like they know all these streamers. So it's not necessarily friends. Sometimes they're people they really hate these streamers purely because they think the streamer is the character and there's no separation. But there is a separation and they, the, the viewer does not realize that all the people tend to be friends. They're just playing characters. It's like actors in a TV show. Yeah, but then saying it's that, really that's bizarre. been a thing for actors, hasn't it? Where where mm. actors have received, despite the fact they're playing a part, you're playing a villain or what have you. And they've received death threats and, and God knows what people can't separate yeah. it for some reason. Um, which is mind-boggling to me that, that that's the mm. case. But have you, like, in, in your experience, because... I know that I get a fair share of um, toxicity and parasocial relationships, and I'm also aware that like the way that I deal with trolls on my channel is by flirting with them, and I'm also aware that that isn't something... That, the reason why I can do that is because I'm a cisgendered man. You try and do that as any other gender, you're not. it's not going to fucking work. It'll backfire horribly. I, I could put myself in a potentially dangerous situation, mm-hmm. so I go more down the um, making fun of them. Which is entirely fair. Which is entirely fair. <laughs> Somebody comes in to, to troll or bully or... You know, you're going to blur off some steam. You're just mm. going to... I don't want to say riff them a new one. I just, I, I'm quite direct and stern with them in making fun of them. And I've got better at just immediately shutting it down. Mm. I, I used to be a lot more polite in camera and not wanting to, like... They're a new viewer. I don't want to scare them off. No, no, I don't care nowadays. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want those kinds of people as a viewer because I've had so many instances where it's just not just um, the odd person that comes in and immediately tries to befriend me or, or like very quickly tries to do that because they don't know that I'm going to shut them down or anything. I've had people who are like regulars who watch my stream for years um, and we talk even in like DMs and stuff because, you know, Sometimes you do that community and I've had to do that less and less and less because of these experiences where someone who has seen me talk about parasocial relationships to death and then tried to ask me out for a drink. And I was just like, are you kidding oh, me? Wow, I, no I, don't, I don't know. Like, I may know that you, you come to all my streams and you've been doing it for years. I don't know your name. I don't know what you look like. You know everything about me. You know so much about me through my streams. How do you not see how inappropriate it is given the topics that I cover? That was when it was a real, like, I've had little instances, but that was really the one that like, punched me right in the face i was like i'm never never again i i now barely dm people that i don't know or trust <laughs> oh wow so it's, it's literally that severe just that the the entire dynamics of you is it, it's not worth the risk yes um and sometimes I, i'm generally quite like blunt and short with people anyway i think that's kind of like you know inside of my brain mm-hmm. so i i know that i'm like that i lack empathy but i'm even more harsh and i'm so quick to say I'm not comfortable discussing this. Uh, why are you asking me this? Um, a lot of the time I say, if you're not comfortable like saying it in my Discord with everyone else, it's probably not a conversation for me either, unless it's like them reporting someone else. Because um, I've had people where I do have a kind of like a dating section in my Discord, which is typically more about like dating advice as opposed to finding dates. It's not about okay. that. It's not like a setting people up. It's more just uh, talking about anything to do with relationships, love, uh, love life, sex, anything yeah. um, that they'd want other people's opinions on. And you need to, you know, address it as an adult. It's in the rules. Um, but I've had people try and like DM me separately about things. And I say, no, you've got to put it in there. Otherwise I'm not. I'm not interested in speaking to you about this. Or you can do it on stream as well. I can have the conversation there. I just want to protect myself and not bring it into DMs so you think there's a relationship. Yeah, keep that wall there because hmm. it's it's a weird thing of 
them sort of backing you up the entire way and then being like, oh, well, now I've backed you up the entire way. This is obviously the, the segment where we were getting somewhere, you know? Uh, wow. Um, I've, I mean, I've, I've had a fair share, but I always dread to think what it's like to for people I've, that aren't cisgendered men. Do you know what I mean? Can under yeah, but you, you keep pointing out that you are cisgendered men, but also you, the topics that you cover... Um, again, I don't want to say that you invite that kind of conversation, mm -hmm. but it, it's it's likely that you're going to have people that take the piss because sometimes you go into things that are sensitive topics mm -hmm. uh, and immediately they feel more comfortable with that. But they feel more comfortable with you because you're like, oh, this is a yeah. person, this is a safe person I can have that conversation with. And then they think that they can keep doing that and take it out. Um, whereas I, I tend to cover sensitive topics and then just kind of say, you're not coming to be separately about it. I'll say it here on stream, but that's it. Which is entirely fair. Like I, I've never really considered it like that. To be fair, I suppose I do. I do talk about a lot of sensitive topics. I don't know. I just like having conversations. People will see you as like a safe pair of hands, which is lovely in one respect, but also you still also have to have those boundaries. Yeah, and I would like to think, and maybe my community can confirm or not. Um, I would like to think that I'm quite clear with my boundaries. I'm quite like this is appropriate. This is not appropriate. Um, but I'm also very well aware that the reason why I do that is because I'm a very confident individual and I know that that isn't always the case. It can get quite nerve wracking. Oh, yeah, that's an excellent point. I feel like I've been doing this long enough that I've grown the confidence compared to, you know, back in the day when I mm -hmm. wouldn't say anything. You're definitely someone who has always been very much confident to set those boundaries. If you're coming into it and you're like a new content creator, new streamer, it's so difficult. and you do really feel like you have to be nice to people who want to succeed. You don't. I mean, it's always good to be nice, but yeah. if someone is trying to take advantage of that nice, you just you need to get good at shutting it down. That's probably one of the first like things I would say you should learn how to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I think it's really important to learn that early on because the sooner, if you let it run, the longer you let it run, the more likely it is to be harder to remove. And mm. you it's it's easier to cut it out early than continue on with like a toxic dynamic in your because that that sort of parasocial dynamic, especially when someone feels that they genuinely do have some description of connection with you, does end up being a I know a catalyst because then they start feeling protective over you and start pushing out other people in the community because like they have they feel they have some description of I don't know pseudo ownership over the the dynamic. I've seen it happen with quite a few other creators. I've had many mods. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, multiple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where it's just like, oh, I thought they were friends. No, you got to be careful with everyone. Oh lord, what moderators as well? Jesus. Mm. I suppose that's yeah. the dynamic of, oh, they trust me now. This is great. We're now yeah. friends. On... And some of them have become, had, did become friends, but mm -hmm. then, then it just, they became very quickly, not nice and not friends and very, yeah, as you said, with the ownership thing, that was very much a, like, this is my friend, this is my streamer, like, and that they, they could do anything. They were above the rules, which obviously they weren't. And they didn't like it when I told them that. <laughs> oh yeah. Nipping that in the bud and, mm -hmm. oh, wow. Yeah, I can only imagine. Oh, I mean, okay, let's let's push that to a side for a moment. You said you've got a partner who's also a streamer. Did you meet through content? Um, I guess. So we were mutuals on Twitter for a very long time. 
And again, you may be watching this in or listening to this in many, many years and maybe we're not together. Hopefully we are. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I met him because mutuals on Twitter for ages. And uh, at the beginning of, I think, last year, I, mm -hmm. I said that I wanted to do creative meetups, uh, which I did quite a few. And he reached out to me and said that he wanted to come to them because it's not too far from London. Amazing. Um, so just to make sure before, uh, to make sure before, like, anything else happen as like, we, we can meet up with one of our mutual friends uh go for korean barbecue just because i was on a whole streak of being social as well i was like fuck it let's just go for korean barbecue i um, approve <laughs> and then our mutual friend got sick so we basically ended up going just the two of us uh, and i was just trying to check that they were not an axe wielding murderer and they are not <laughs> but i will say i'm i'm it's difficult because I, I do have a full-time job as well as doing the content creation thing, which takes up a lot of time. So it's very difficult to meet people. Uh, and I know you're talking about this specific partner, but I have dated a lot of partners, a lot of people who are also content creators because, you know, it's hard to meet people. Yeah, um, yeah. Most of the new people that I meet are friends of friends or friends of content creators or other content creators. And it just keeps happening. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it obviously has its... Uh, good and bad points <laughs> yeah there's definitely like mutual interest there which like you it's can... nice to not feel patronized because they get it yeah they get it they're, yeah, they're yeah. not going to be insulted if i'm like no i have a i have a tiktok video i have to make tonight obviously yeah. i've dated other people who would be just not so nice about that it, uh, but content creators tend to get it content is definitely a, an industry of passion you have to have the passion for it um which mm -hmm. is quite unique in its in the way that it works but yeah it, it's always better like well it's always useful to have somebody who understands it well, even if they're not in the world of content they understand the world of content enough to know that you are going to have certain pressures certain times work really odd hours etc and, and not just with the content as well because specifically a lot of it is gaming people mm -hmm. who are just going to respect the fact that you're gaming and sometimes you're mm -hmm. going to a gaming related event and they see that as fun and whilst it is fun um it's still work and sometimes playing a game is work and it's just knowing that difference. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I don't play games. Or, yeah, actually, to be fair, I don't play games. Maybe it's because I'm a work addict. I'm like, is this going to be beneficial? Can I actually talk about this in the future? Is this something that I can play offline, but do a review of or something like that? It's always at the forefront of my mind in that regard. But did, so the question that I was more intrigued by because I've seen so much drama over the internet for years and years and years, was was there ever situations where you being in a relationship and openly in a relationship to your community that caused friction or controversies? Because people, even if they weren't like parasocial themselves, there was like a dynamic in there that they were interested in you because you were a single person, a single woman on the internet, um, etc. Actually, I should talk about, I'm not going to say who, it's not, okay. not drama stream. My last uh, long-term relationship before mm -hmm. uh, the person I'm currently dating, they were on a different platform. So they weren't on Twitch, but they were quite a big creator on another platform. And their whole thing was, I wasn't even, like we dated for 16 months. I wasn't allowed to say that I was dating anyone. Okay. Which is... Which is, uh, you know full well, if it ever came out, I would get the blame. I would, yeah. They would say that, oh, you were just pretending to be single this whole time. I wasn't allowed to say that I was dating them. Which, people are going to make up their minds immediately, but I promise you there was a... I mean, it's not up to me to say whether or not it's valid, but I, there was some trauma attached to it, and I understood mm -hmm. why. It wasn't... They were trying to keep me... It wasn't anything like 
really awful that make, I'm making it sound like. There was a reason and I respect that reason. Uh, but I don't respect the fact that I was not allowed to say that I was dating someone. Yeah, I can which understand is, that. Um, no, because this is the thing, as I, yeah, do, I so, do get it. Like, Which even... means I had to go for so long dating someone, and then people would come in. I, 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 I basically begged him multiple times uh, to just say, let me just say that I'm dating someone so I can just get these people to shut up. Okay, yeah, that so, makes sense. So that's what I mean. I'd have people like... Obviously, when a single still happens, and I, I, I would just make something up. But I didn't want to make my partner at the time feel uncomfortable, obviously, because they yeah. were my partner. So it was just a very awkward thing, because that's the only time where I've not been able to, like, I don't even have the option to lie, because I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I completely get that. But it's, it's one of those things, and I've, I've weighed it up in my mind many, many, many times across the, uh, the years that I've been in content, is the dynamic of what is okay to say because there's also uh, an element of well it's nobody else's business I, I made the mistake with the relationship before that um to just they were part of my content essentially okay. and i was not they were not only like a regular character in my content and someone that essentially lived in mine and didn't do anything or pay for anything and just classic lived off me classic. <laughs> um, and then they were like yeah so they were a character in my content but also they were full-time creator and i also did most of like the improvements to their content essentially i okay. had to write all their emails made their media kit don't you I'm, I'm a terrible person i just you know when you want you want your partner to succeed so i kept yeah. thinking of it as like our successes which is terrible because when i started putting that like you know time and investment into myself it, my content went a lot better but that's that's a whole other story yeah. basically Back to, I've had two very separate long-time relationships where one, I'm not allowed to say anything, one where they were just a character on my stream and they ended up being an absolutely horrible person and I have a lot of trauma from that that I won't delve into, but I've, I've had both the experiences and now I want that happy medium where whilst I'm dating a content creator right now and I like that I can say that I'm dating them because I, I protect myself from those people who are Always like... Always good, yeah. Yeah, I, I could say, no, I'm dating someone, shoo, it's a lot easier and I hate that that's a lot easier. I should be able to just say stop that but people don't respect a no no nope, um cause. so i'm now trying to find that happy medium where it's like i'm dating this person but they and then they've been on my streams they've been yeah. on like my social media but i don't want them to be like a, not like a main character but someone who's in it essentially like every day and we're always yeah. playing games together and stuff like that i don't want to delve into his world of um role play mm -hmm. i don't want him to come over here and play uh I chat most of the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even on TikTok anyway. So um, have yeah, it's nice of, that we have that separation. Yeah. Have either of you received any, because this is the, something that I'm always aware of, probably because of the fact that I've had some questionable scenarios of like people finding where I live and stuff like that. Is there ever been like a, a security issue in regards to like threats or um, you're not good enough for them or anything like that that you've got in any of the the dynamics um well is it like you don't I've have to say it before in this no this is trying to figure out how to word it yeah because remember i i got most of that kind of thing from twitch streams and because i've kind of slowed down on the streaming side of things i i don't really get that on um on tiktok so much mm -hmm. which is good uh, that's good, good. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. can be very mean but they're not like that at least i've had instances of those um very dangerous threats and people doxing me and stuff like that but not anything to do with current partner 
the only instance I can think of, which is quite funny, it's not necessarily someone being like, oh, they're not good enough for you or anything like that. It is someone did, I was in, I was in their Twitch chat the other day and some randomer said, they called me a gold digger because I asked, I asked my partner to buy me McDonald's chicken nuggets. He didn't buy me them, but <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to buy me chicken nuggets um, and I got called a gold digger. And I'm only with him because I'm clearly only with him because of money. I can't Heaven possibly forfend. be successful in my own right. Heaven for like I don't you have dare. like my own platforms, wow. my own like wow. flat in Greater London. It's just it was just the most bizarre thing. That is, yeah, that especially of of all things, like for chicken nuggets, that's that's next level. Mm. I'm I'm surprised. Like I've I, had other people as well. I've told you about the parasocial thing. Yeah, yeah. I've had someone uh accuse because a lot of people don't like my partner which is fine they have their reasons not really up to me whatever uh because i think that again he's his character and okay the, the stream side is all he could possibly be and yeah i've had people accuse me of doing things like metagaming is a really awful thing in uh, role play and mm -hmm. um they accuse me of going into other people's streams and then feeding information back to him privately I don't know half of the streamers that he plays with because obviously he plays with the characters. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who's playing those characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they just, they really think that I know things when really I just have him on as background noise and occasionally I ask for chicken nuggets. And really speaking as well, like if he was a good role player, which I assume he is, I have not seen his uh, his role play content, but I, I know he's very popular, um, then he would not, he would tell you not to do that. It's you know against I mean? the rules. Like, he would not want me to do it, and it he does be... not do it. But Dude. yeah, it's people say that it, I do it, and I'm just like, huh? That Only is... like one person, but I was just I couldn't believe it when I found out. It's just that that dynamic of I suppose it's still that that dynamic of this person isn't good enough for this person because this is the mm. thing going into that parasocial, even on like the the smaller end of the lower end of the parasocial dynamics, like people have an opinion of a person and a, a content creator the kind of person that they've connected with across however long um and they will have an opinion of whoever gets with them whether they're worth that like we're all on yeah. some description of spectrum and that you get to know the ins and outs of all our relationships and just <laughs> yeah i think i i'm fortunate that i just haven't done jeans really so i'm not getting on my side but then on his side it's just because people know that yeah, and a good amount of money from taking the Facebook deal mm -hmm. that some streamers took. So a lot of people immediately assume I'm with him for the money, when really it's for the constant chicken nugget supply. The constant chicken. I mean, <laughs> realistically not, not speaking, <laughs> who needs gold nuggets when you got chicken nuggets, right? <laughs> wow, well, that's amazing. I mean, one thing that I, I realized that we're we're cutting towards the end of it um, now, but one thing I did want to quickly touch on mm. because. Um, it baffled me when I first discovered this was the fact that you have what what's it the face forget face blindness face blindness. Um, I think it's face blindness or a type of it because I think there is different types what I have specifically is I can't picture faces mm -hmm. if I were to like right now you asked me to picture my partner I can't do it <laughs> picture my family I've known them my entire life but no, I can't, I can't picture faces. I can kind of like picture photos of people uh, and I can kind of picture like 
them but not their face it's kind of I don't know how to, it's really difficult to convey to other people because obviously you'll never really understand it how I could possibly know who someone is no. when I can't really process faces very way very well even so like I look at someone in real life and I, I can't it takes me a lot longer to process their face but I normally have other tells that kind of um give it away for me essentially yeah. and yeah, I can yeah. I can some people it's a lot quicker for me to realize some people it's not and I'm a bit like not so warm at first and then I get into it as 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 I like start to get that familiarity back but yeah it's just a case of I can't picture faces I, I don't imagine faces my memories don't have faces my memories tend to operate and I don't know if this is the same for everyone I always ask this when I remember things it's more about how I felt in that moment rather than anything visual person kind of thing yeah well i know because i i remember years ago that when i first discovered it because i'm a very visual person when someone says visualize a a, a mountain oh, stream I, I can do objects and yeah I okay can, I can that's make interesting up a mountain stream it's kind of like a like a really bad ai bot up there can't do people can't do <laughs> like people but can do mountain nature streams nature shot let's go Love but that. again i guess it's kind of yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. And again, it's something really difficult. And I think the question you were going to go on to is like, how that affects people. It certainly <laughs> especially, was. Especially people I have been in relationships with. And mm -hmm. um, the part that's coming out of my brain right now is the fact that I just wanted to go back to the familiarity thing. Most of the time I have to familiarize myself and I will be, and it's hard for them to get used to. I, I will be very like, Logically, I know who you are, but I'm not like immediately like soft and cuddly and just like, oh yeah, you're my you're my person because I have to I have to get into that, and it's really difficult for people that I date when I like haven't seen him for a week and I say I don't remember you, <laughs> and then I see them and it's just like okay, give me some time. <laughs> so how quickly is that? Is it like uh, like as soon as you like say you went it, on a it, date with um, somebody and as soon as you leave the the date the restaurant or whatever you can't remember their features oh i would not yeah absolutely would not remember their features at that point no oh wow <laughs> even, okay. like it, it's even to the point my current partner we've been together for uh, like exclusively we've been together since june last year mm -hmm. um and and it, it very much if i haven't had enough sleep or if i'm very stressed obviously like my brain doesn't function to its top performance yeah. so i tend to forget things a little bit quicker i've always had like severe memory issues to go with it thank you brain um but like if i have a very stressful week for example and i haven't seen him the entire week i won't remember him i won't be able to picture him i can remember how he makes me feel and i can remember things about him but like i can't picture his face and when i see him again i'm just like oh i've been looking forward to seeing you but you know i don't really recognize you yet so give it some time and again it's, it's very hard for them to hear their partner of many many months or years to say i don't remember you although yeah. it's very good when you're trying to get over someone <laughs> oh i can imagine i can imagine have you ever had and this is only because my mind tends to go to all kinds of peculiar places but is there ever been situations where you have like mistaken somebody or somebody's like said that they were somebody that they weren't um I think I come off really bad in a lot of social situations where if it's someone I don't know them very well, so it, no one would be able to talk to me now and be like, oh, I'm, I'm your partner. That's yeah. That wouldn't work because, again, it's that logical thing. Like, I can see the tells and I'm just like, okay, logically, I know this person, but that, that warmth isn't there yet. Mm -hmm. um, and it will come. It doesn't take too long, like a few hours, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, back to normal. 
okay, I feel comfortable now. No, <laughs> but um, I get a lot of my anxiety when I go to events, for example, especially with other content creators, especially content creators I haven't met so much, or even people from community that mm. I may have never met or haven't met so much. I tend to never introduce myself because I'm so worried about introducing myself to someone I've already met. That is something that happens a lot. And I really hate that because I look like such a dickhead. So I never introduce myself. Uh, and you'll also notice I'll never introduce other people to each other as well because I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't have um, like face blindness, really had but I still mistaken, do that as well. I've never really had like a mistaken identity uh -huh. type situation, well, but I think good. that might be because of the type of people that I'm around. Who, I don't think I, anyone would do that. Um, That's good. That's It means you've surrounded yourself, even though you don't have that like face recognition, you've still surrounded yourself with people that are trustworthy. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much every event I will try and find my people that I know quite well. That's so, really, because I remember, a lot easier. yeah, meeting you the first time. Um, well, obviously we, we knew each other very vaguely through other people's streams and like um, community stuff, but we only really met each other at, well, TwitchCon EU, really. Um, when you gave me, I've still got it somewhere. Oh, there it is, my little, my little, little token, token. <laughs> little token of friendship. Because you, you, we went to like an arcade place, and <laughs> soap was like a it token. It was the same was situation like... there, where it's just like, tells. I, I know that you logically you have Alan Bain. but then I still, I don't have that. Oh, this is a comfort person. This is someone in my little like safe circle of people mm -hmm. I know that I can chat to, uh, and I don't need to like put my guard up too much obviously i'm always gonna have some like boundary there but you know what i mean where it's just like you have these people that you know online you may not have met them yet or you may not have mm -hmm. met them for extended periods of time so um you don't know how to feel about them just yet but i know that you you were in my little safe circle but it's just like i still don't have that warmth no, <laughs> and I... I still probably feel, i feel a bit like i don't know weird and i don't know if you saw me at all on the there was only a two-day event like the second day of twitchcon um where i was just so like because because of everything that weekend i was so overwhelmed i was running around because my partner didn't get a ticket to the event um i was in the event and i had loads of people that i could have easily um gone and attached myself to but yeah. i just wanted to get i wanted to get around the event make sure that i saw everything because i was getting very worried about not seeing everything and not seeing everyone um but anyone that saw me that day like i ran into rage darling who i've met so many times bailey and i, I know him very well and they could see that the whole t the whole second day i was just completely overwhelmed completely like sensory overload completely like the worst uh like two seconds away from crying the whole day oh, wow. um, so i just wanted to get around and get out and that would have been like that was like the worst but like even those people like i said rage and bailey and i've known for years and years and i i trust them both and even them like i'm going up to them and they're looking at me like are you sure you're okay like because i'm just like so just keeping myself away from them and keeping myself very shut in and being like no no i, I just need to go around everything <laughs> so, like, does it get worse just... with stress and stuff like that Is yes that... yeah 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 because it's just my i'm using all my brain cells are trying not to you know cry in the corner <laughs> yeah. i also think yeah. that my like I, I never really considered myself an anxious person but i think it's just got worse in more recent years although i don't think it's got worse i think i've just allowed myself to feel things more which is great to like yeah in, in the it, long I think period before, it was not healthy or good for me um even though like i'd be better at masking but now it's just like i'm allowed to be me if i'm feeling anxious people everyone i know respects that if i say no no i'm feeling a certain way mm -hmm. everyone respects that yeah, as they should. 
as they should, which is great. Is is that something that you've got to like prerequisite when you get into a new um, like romantic dynamic? Is just being like, look, be aware, this is something that happens. It's going to take me a while to get to like warm up to your your. Yep, I have to tell them all these things. I tell them all that, all the ADHD things, all the sensory overload, what to do in those situations. Because, um, and I, it's good to learn and mm -hmm. you learn in every relationship. So like first few relationships, I didn't understand it myself. So I would have these situations where we would argue loads and I'd be very annoyed at them. And I didn't really, I didn't understand my own brain. How are they gonna understand it? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm really stressed, really overwhelmed, sensory overload, panic attack, whatever. They're not going to know how to deal with that. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know what's going on. I used to be such a stress head um, and handle it in the worst way. I had such a bad relationship with stress and I would take it on other people, which is never fair. Um, so every relationship, it's like I've learned more about myself. I've been to therapy. I'm learning more. And now I've got to a point where I feel like, and I think even my last partner, even though that didn't end that well, as in... <laughs> It didn't end badly. It's just that we're not like friends, which is like yeah. a regular relationship ending. Yeah, yeah. Even they said that I was a really good communicator at that point. And I think that my current partner would agree. I'm very good at communicating. I can communicate what I'm feeling. Uh, and a lot of the time it is, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And, or it's something where we don't see eye to eye. Cause I know I take things very, very literally. So if you say something, I'm going to take it literally. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that not everyone is equipped to deal with or doesn't like it takes some time for them to get used to it. So I would say I'm more than happy to keep explaining it. Um, if it just is coming off weird to you, try and re-clarify, try and put it into different words. I explain all these, not flaws, but these little Sophie quirks. I've got better at yeah. communicating them and what to do with it and not getting annoyed at people when they... <laughs> no, so, and... Uh, and I think we have a very healthy relationship with my current partner because he, he knows how to look after me and I can talk to him about anything. That's really good. That's really encouraging as as well. Like, I just I... really want to hit home about I started in a very bad place and I was a terrible partner, a terrible communicator, didn't understand myself at all, but have grown so much. And it's so it's so nice when you can look back on like those types of things. Good, which is great. I mean, I I am also the similar. I've I've only recently realized that I had I have some major like relationship based trauma from that's been going on for 10 years and i was just like oh wait a minute oh hold on a minute i'm freaking out about something i have no reason to freak out about why is that self-analysis let's go so is it something so you've I'm, I'm assuming um that you've always had this sort of like face uh blindness i also presume so i have a terrible memory um okay. i know that i can't remember it well but i know there was a point where i found out that not everyone had the same things going on in their brain as me because i've always had a really really bad memory really mm. bad memory uh and also the face blindness but i never really spoke about it because i just thought it was normal and then I, why I think it wasn't you? until i was like quite a bit into adulthood before i was told otherwise so did that cause problems when you were like first getting so sort of romantic interests and stuff like that like because of that that miscommunication they thought that you thought like them and you thought that they thought like you that um it's hard to say because there's also a lot of other things there because i mm -hmm. know when i was a teenager i had so I, I i bought into all those really silly uh traits that you do as a teenager where you have these very unrealistic expectations set by romantic films and stuff like that and i would get annoyed that i wasn't being treated that way or why could they not be doing this expecting them to like read my mind when they didn't really know me yet stuff like that so i, I just had a lot of like 
toxic things I had to work through. But I think it's it's not so much toxic. It's more that you're just a dumb kid that hasn't had any relationship experience. Life experience, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like not didn't really know much. So it's less about like stuff like that and more just like, why are they not like this? Why are they not like that? And not even questioning what I'm not doing in a relationship, for example, which I'm sure there was a lot. So the only things I don't remember a lot about my younger relationships, but uh, I just think that I wasn't a good communicator and didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I think that that's one of the things. Although, because... okay. I do remember my first partner, because okay. if I tell you this, you will just be like, I told someone else, another creator this the other day, and they were like, what? <laughs> okay. uh, my first ever partner, he's a boyfriend, my first ever boyfriend, my first ever kiss. Uh, we didn't date very long, but they broke up with me when they found out I was Indian. What? Exactly! What? I didn't realize it was something I was supposed to keep a secret. Obviously, I'm not supposed to. <laughs> but what? That's such a, that's such a, like, not funny. It's funny for me to look back on it because it's me, but obviously, yeah. I, I wouldn't want anyone else laughing at it. But it's just kind of like a funny situation that my first ever relationship, I was so excited to be dating this person. I had a crush on them, and then they broke up with me when they found out that I was Indian. That is, first of all, baffling. Second of all, oh. Very and upsetting. anyone on the Twitch stream right now, I should also clarify, I was, um, I think, a little, a little bit darker back then, and obviously my hair was more my natural colour, yeah. so I didn't, I look, a, I've always been white passing, don't get me wrong, but I look mm -hmm. a lot more white passing now, and I always worry whether it's like because of my childhood experiences, but I, I don't know, that's another conversation for another day. Okay. Um, but it's just that, yeah, I, I did, it's not that I looked, I didn't look fully white british back then yeah um so i didn't realize that it wasn't i don't know i don't know they just well it was it was one out, of those it was it wasn't a secret but it wasn't something that came up and then when it did it come wasn't up, something it was, i even yeah. thought about it wasn't something i thought like anyone would ever have a problem with because of you know the naivety of uh, being a child and not really seeing that side of the world just yet but yeah, yeah so that's probably one of the most like memorable experiences from my childhood <laughs> it's just of one of the people I, I dated most of the people i dated when i was younger they're they're good people like yeah yeah even now i would happily go and like catch up have a coffee with them if they wanted to they were most of them were good people it's just That's this great. one was a odd experience <laughs> yeah, yeah i haven't I had imagine. that many really bad relationships yeah, if, if, how old were you if you don't mind me asking two um that was i was 12 12 <laughs> Okay. Well, all right. I think so. It was sort of like, uh, like playground relationship. I think that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That sort of uh, whimsical. Uh, and yeah, apparently, it's like ingrained you think, racism. Oh, you just... think everything is like um, when you're a teenager, everything is so much more. I don't know. In your head, it feels exaggerated. Like oh, definitely. You feel like you're in love immediately, and you can't imagine ever being with anyone else. And then it's just like, what just happened? <laughs> Because you've got no po point of comparison at that age. Mm. You've got, like, this and is your first love. You always, and the first love always hurts the most because of mm. the fact that you've never, you've never experienced had it anything. Before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that is wild. What a way to start. <laughs> that is absolutely wild. Like I said, it, it only got better from there. I really have dated mostly wonderful people. <laughs> so what was it like, and, and again, I realised that I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just so fascinated by it all because I'm such a visual person. Like when when I think of things, I I visualize absolutely everything, including faces and expressions and stuff like that. And um, you were saying about the the fact that you had a crush on this person. What was it like having a 
crush on somebody. I suppose you've never known any different, oh. but yeah. Yeah, as I mentioned it slightly before the stream as well, where my, my crushes aren't necessarily the same as anyone else's, because it's no. not like, I mean, I can look at a picture of someone and be like, oh yeah, they are conventionally attractive. It's as if I've got this map of what a face should look like to be conventionally attractive okay. um like maybe they have good teeth maybe like some nice shaped eyes a nose that isn't too out there because people hate interesting noses for some reason um like i i've got like a map in my head of okay so logically this is what people tend to find conventionally attractive but i've never like looked at a celebrity and been like oh i have a genuine crush on this person or like imagine them in any situation because obviously if i imagine them in my head it's mm -hmm. not really kind of like it just a Blur of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I've never met them. Uh, so all of my crushes have only been people I've met in real life. Um, and as I said before, I need to have that like romantic or um, I need that connection to be romantic or sexually attracted to someone anyway. Mm -hmm. So I can't have a crush on someone until I met them a few times. Um, it's always been that way around. So it's the, and... the crush on the emotional connection with them, that, that yeah, pansexual, demisexuality type thing. Yeah, or it's just like something I like and it could be, well, I guess again, it's the connection where it's just like maybe we get on really well about this one specific like discussion topic we've had or mm. um, there's something there that I'm just like, oh, I, I like that. It's hard. <laughs> it's just like, I like this person or don't like this person. Well, it's not it's hard. Like I mean, <laughs> this is the thing that I find so, so interesting about it because realistically speaking, I'm sure there's many people in the world that would rather have like some element of that because they would they wouldn't have the focus on appearance they wouldn't have the focus on they would genuinely look for that meaningful connection as opposed to the aesthetics of somebody because aesthetics at the end of the day aesthetics always fail at the end of the day when we're all old um we can age gracefully but there there is definitely a point at the, like where the, the age gets the better of our aesthetics our our looks you know and yeah, it, it, I don't know how to address this uh, about looks anyway. Yeah. Like, because I was not a particularly, I would not have fallen into conventionally attractive as a child. Mm -hmm. I think that nowadays I scrape by a little bit. Uh, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but that's okay. I'm not trying to be. Um, but I do also, I am, I have been told um, a lot, especially with previous relationships, I've been told that someone because I'm dating someone who isn't conventionally attractive and people have been very rude about that uh -huh. and like obviously like they're guessing oh it must be because of this reason it must be because of that and for some reason they never just like they never consider maybe it's just that we get on really well and <laughs> we like each no. other uh, and I really hate that one thing I very much struggled with um even the partner that uh the content creator I dated for a while that ended up being a character and was a terrible person something that really hurt me a lot is i went into one of their friends streams and they were just like for longer than they should have they were like oh this is this person's partner oh you should go take a look at her because she is so pretty and like she's with this person and i don't get it at all and, like they went on for so long so i was so uncomfortable at that because it's just to me you're insulting me mm -hmm. because you're insulting my taste because my taste isn't the same as your taste, but it, it's just like, I, I don't want to sit here, I don't want it to come off like I'm offending the people I've dated by saying they're not conventionally attractive, because I well, find them attractive, and obviously conventional attractive to me is a, like, machined thing, and it doesn't matter to me, but it's just I've had people tell me that someone isn't attractive and made me feel very awkward about it, and I really hate that. 
Well, this is the thing I've, I've said uh, quite a lot of times on my stream that, that we are all beautiful. Why? Because there's mm. 8.5 billion people in the world and every single one of them has a different perception on what is beautiful. So mm. the fact you, you're not saying that anybody's unattractive. You're just saying that other people have opinions and they are very vocal with them. That's that's what you're They're saying. just very uncomfortable and they shouldn't be said because yeah. the fact is someone finding someone else attractive is really nothing to do with you yeah. <laughs> like you shouldn't have your own you can make your own opinions about whether you find the people attractive that whatever but you shouldn't ever say that someone else should or shouldn't find someone else attractive because i get it the same with other people as well when they're like a really attractive celebrity and i'm just like i, I don't get it and they, they people again just like how can you not get it and it's just yeah, like form your own opinions. That's fine. If they're mean, keep them to yourselves. Uh, you're going to form those opinions anyway. It'd mm -hmm. be useless of me to sit here and say stop. Um, but just stop telling people how they should be feeling and stop judging people because they feel differently to you. It's just because you can put people in very awkward situations. Like I said, that made me feel very awkward uh, and that made my partner feel very insecure. And I think that was part of the reason they took a lot out on me later in the relationship. Because, of because that a dynamic. lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. had said that. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't just this one person, but the fact that this person was their friend, I feel like made it worse. Yeah, because you would... And, it's, and another content creator as well that they respected, so it's just like... Yeah, you would think... position to put me in. <laughs> you would think that they would be supportive of your friends. You, you think you would expect friends to be supportive of each other. And... Yeah. I Honestly, so... I, I, I find it, which is funny, I find it really nice on the flip side if you say something along the lines of like to a friend and like say one of my partner's friends said to him oh man you did you did well oh she's really pretty or anything like that that's fine in my opinion i just don't want to hear like the negative bit the yeah negative it's aspect. it's about how you how you <laughs> someone isn't it. good enough for the other person yeah. i hate that like turning around and saying hey your partner is beautiful is one thing turning around and saying you don't deserve this partner because you're ugly is is the way yeah i completely get that it's ah, it, i find it really irritating i i am also on that because i'm like realistically speaking who are we to judge Do you know what i mean so long as it's all between consenting adults what the fuck yes. does it matter what the fuck does yeah. it matter you don't even know you never know what someone else is looking for into what they're into anything like that you just gotta stop stop like I find it very obnoxious when mm -hmm. and very entitled. They're the ones putting themselves in the middle and not considering that there are other viewpoints in the world. Like, stop putting yourself on a platform and realizing other people have their own opinions and what they like and what they don't like. It's not going to match yours, and that's okay. Yeah, hundred percent, completely and utterly. And what a what a bombshell to end on as well. I realize <laughs> we've overrun ever so slightly, but that's fine. That's all. But right. it's good to end it on. Be nice to be nice to others. Everyone has different tastes. There's someone out there for everyone, or multiple people out there for yeah. everyone, or no one out there. Depending that's on cool. how you're feeling, yeah. And and also, um, on that, don't don't question your own taste. Like you you are entitled to have those tastes. And again, as long as it's all between consenting adults, then you go wild. You go have a have a wonderful time together. All right. Well, thanks so much, Soap, for, for joining me on the first episode of the uh, Thirsty Work podcast. Um, people, you can go over and follow uh, my darling guest, Soap, on twitch.tv forward slash Kadea, which is C-A-D-A-E-A. -A -A. Um, or you can also follow them on uh, TikTok. It's all, I think it's yeah, Kadea on everything. Say, most, it? Yeah, it's Kadea on TikTok, Kadea on YouTube. It's Sophie Keen on Twitter, but that's not as important. But I haven't been streaming so much. I'm mostly TikTok at this point. <laughs> 
mostly TikTok at this point, which is entirely fair, which is entirely fair. Apparently my bot isn't working, but I'm going to do that. For those people that are watching this on YouTube and um, listening to the podcast, I'll obviously put the um, links in the description so you can all go and follow um, the wonderful Soap. Soap, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for agreeing to be part of my what harebrained shenanigans. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, friends. Oh, it's, it's been my absolute pleasure. Oh, and Billy. Is that the, the cat? The cat is. The cat. The yawny cat. It's a B-I-L-L-I, which is Hindi for cat. Oh, really? That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've got a friend who's got a dog called Cat. Um, so that's, oh. that's always a fun one. That's always a fun one. Anyway, friends, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Oh.